0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please, as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even the mask is not be sure you adjust your own Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Loquy Podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And for you freaking motherfuckers out there, Sebastian's Adams. On today's episode, y'all, it's that part two that I promised. So, of course, Ryan's back. Uh, and just for those people who may have listed list uh missed the, the last episode, definitely go back and listen to that. Some of what we're going to be talking about today may have been covered in, under that it is what it is you could look if you just new to the show and you just like i want to join this conversation anyways go ahead join the fucking conversation but make sure you go back and listen to the rest of it that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying okay but of course for those new people uh ryan do you mind uh introducing yourself to them let them know what you do um and all the other jazz
1: yeah, I'll do. I'll do a quick introduction. Hey, everybody. I'm I'm Ryan Jones, uh, also known as Ryan J. I am an environmental engineer who works in the Atlanta area. Um, I also do uh, spoken word, um, so I, I perform occasionally. Um, in 2018, I was the 13th in the world, quote unquote, uh, for spoken word. I say quote unquote because like. The world just means the people at that competition, you know, <laughs> anybody could have entered from around the world, but, you know, yeah, 13th in the world, quote unquote, in spoken word in 2018. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I traveled across the U.S. and Canada doing spoken word uh, before eventually making my return to engineering where I currently work uh, doing environmental work. So yeah, glad to be here. Um, and yeah, excited to do part two with you, Vernon. It's, it's fun. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> yes well i'm happy to have you with me today and yeah i'm I'm so ready to get into this so the first thing that we're going to start off with is that scene from for colored girls so in this scene y'all you've seen the meme you've seen janet jackson and her beautiful ass look over to this beautiful black man and just be like so you do the bending right so I, I I I get where where she's trying to come from. She's been smart. She's been snarky and all this other stuff because she's hurt. I understand her hurt feelings because look, the man ended up giving her HIV because of his actions. So I understand why she's hurt. But at the same time, for these other motherfuckers who are not feeling this pain, that Miss Janet Jackson, her benef—I uh, don't know the word right now. I, I I know it's like beneficence. There we go. I said it. Her beauty and all y'all not janet (laughs) y'all could get these fucking hands but anyways how does that scene make you feel what 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 emotions came up for you when you seen this uh movie for the first time or how you uh see it when you see it now or just the meme itself what what do you get from it
1: yeah so i'll i'll talk well so this is it, it like i'll talk about the meme particularly um and kind of touch on the movie but like the first time I saw that meme like it was used as like a way to um make fun of a a queer man in some shape form or fashion and so like I thought that was weird where I was like I didn't realize we were just being like out here like that right where we were like just like readily making fun of people like for their sexuality and like everybody's kind of like tagging on I was like I thought y'all saw what happened to the baby you know I thought we let that go like you know and and we moved on from that but but it was, yeah, it just, it it, 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 it kind of t- touching on what we talked about last episode, it just feels kind of weird that we're kind of entrenched in homophobia still. And I really wish the community would kind of move on from that um, and 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 move forward and accept the fact that kind of like you said, all black lives matter, not, not in the all lives matter way, but like queer black lives matter, trans black lives matter, et cetera. Um, and so like being in a situation where we feel comfortable enough to make those types of jokes also just like, it bothers me in some shape, form, or fashion. Um, as far as the movie itself goes, thinking about like the context of I, I'm not gonna put any sexuality on Tyler Perry, but I I there's a there's something in my brain that says Tyler Perry isn't like isn't straight necessarily, you know. And if he is, cool, my bad. I apologize. But like if he like seeing him create art that uh, uh, creates that conversation, or creates an opportunity to um, allow people to like potentially use that language against queer people when he himself is potentially queer. I think as a it was was also kind of interesting too, um, especially as like a, a man who regularly like dresses as a woman for his movies, like etc. It's like I, I think it just it just feels. Kind of like an internalized hatred almost uh, of of you know who he is or who he might be and if he isn't. again, cool. I think that's the Christianity speaking then. but um, you know, I, I think there's there's a lot there. it just it just feel it all felt kind of weird. the first time I saw that meme, and then also the the first time I saw that scene in the movie.
0: Now you got me on Tyler Perry and I try, I, I've, I've spoken on Tyler Perry so many times on the podcast. Y'all motherfuckers go back and listen to all that. I'm still yeah. going to speak on him today. Like, I love the man. Uh, yeah. And I love what he does. I don't, uh, I don't like everything that he does. Let's put it that way. Uh, most yeah. definitely when it comes to how he treats his performers and how yeah. he pays them and, and, yeah. Let's say this you don't become a billionaire by treating people fairly. That's right, all I'm saying. Right, right, <laughs> right. But, but, anyways, um, I. I also, I do believe that he does have some type of queerness, which is okay. And if I'm wrong, I accept that that is fine. But to be a performer who emulates drag on a regular basis, and yeah. it's fine to be heterosexual and do drag. There's plenty of drag queens out here who are heterosexual. There's right. plenty who are queer. It's, it's a, a whole spectrum of who identifies within, that, uh, within the community as a uh, drag. Uh, yeah. A drag performer, so that's that's not the issue here. It's just the fact that he never really gives any promotion or any type of like support for queer things well if it's bringing him some money of course but if if it's anything like showing genuine growth that people can have most definitely when it comes to religious circles he fails to do that he refuses to do that even when it came to um that most recent movie that he put out or uh and the play where he queer coded the um the sign uh i think it was um not family reunion. Um, the his Medea last play, and that changed to the family movie, mm-hmm. whatever I, I that think is. I know what up. Yeah, yeah, the one that he had his whole. Damn Beyonce performance on but he queer coded the son in this um, in that film and in the play uh, so people uh, expect that him and his uh, roommate are dating this entire time and of course he does make the statement even if I was gay that uh, wouldn't be an issue it shouldn't be an issue I get that that's nice I'm glad that you say it I'm happy that you even brought TT up in this motherfucker that's great because I don't know what the fuck is wrong with TT but oh my god right Just did what needed to be done because I was dying (laughs) but like all that is great but you still don't really have these truthful conversations as a content creator as a a writer as somebody who has a full reach to multiple people within this community to uh, educate people that it is okay to be spiritual, religious, or whatever the case may be, and be queer. It is okay to be bisexual. It is okay to be homosexual. It's okay to be transsexual. It's okay yeah. to be transgendered. It's okay, whatever you look at, it is fine because yeah. we promote love in these streets. We right. don't promote hatred. We don't uh continue to shame people because of how they have to live their lives. We don't ever see that.
1: Yeah. How much of that do you think is his personal like like is intentional right is is less of like his blind spot as a writer because from what i've heard emphasis inf- uh you know infamously he doesn't include other writers in his writing process Not it's mostly all. just him right so how much of that do you think is and an, is intent and how much of that do you think is you know uh is blind spot or omission like i think i think it's like understandable if Actually, I don't even want to say that much because I think we should all be on that tip at all times. But, um, but yeah, how much of that do you think is a, uh, is intent versus like you know just uh, you know just not necessarily thinking about it when he's writing?
0: I think all of it is, in, is intent because yeah. um, the reason why is because he refuses to allow other people into the room because he gives me the vibe that he has a huge hubris that he yeah. he he believes that anything that he writes is going to be amazing like that one movie that he played and he he did my girl dirty the one from the haves and have nots the uh, mother in that show you know everybody yeah. was talking about the wigs they had dude who played eggs yeah. from true blood in there with this horrible ass wig and people just like what the fuck is going on that movie yeah. right. and he comes out of nowhere because i have a feeling uh, of course, me projecting, but I had the feeling that the only reason why he mentioned that he it took three days for him to write that and you know, yeah. produce it and all this other stuff, because he wanted to gloat if it went well. Yeah, and because yeah. it went bad oh well you know I understand it didn't go as good uh, as it should have gone I only did it in three days man look right. three days I put right. that out there some people enjoyed it others um, didn't it is what it is but if, if, yeah. if, if the community was behind him was like oh that shit was good Man, I did that shit in three days. The fuck you mean? Yeah. Yeah. The fuck right. I am Tyler Motherfucking Perry. The fuck right. you mean? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. So I think a lot of his things are intentional, uh, because of you know he's in that mindset that oh I know this is going to sell. Uh, let me do this jab, this other jab. Like he had that entire. Uh, portion of that dinner conversation in that most recent movie about police brutality with the police officer at the table so we can be sympathetic with this and then making these other right wing related um, talking points about oh so who you're supposed to call when somebody rob your fucking house of course the police but at the same time they shouldn't be murdering us yeah right at all yeah we can't have that nuanced conversation it's just we accept being murdered right Right. But we still have to call them so that, you know, somebody broke into my car, which they're not going to investigate.
1: Right. Uh, right. <laughs> They'll lift a fingerprint, or two, and it'll go nowhere because they're uh, yeah, they're not actually doing the jobs that they should be doing. And maybe those jobs should be entrusted to other people and other agencies. But whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: like he's very intentional on how he presents a message. And I will say he yeah. is great at messaging. He is wonderful yeah. at messaging.
1: I'll I'll give him that. I think I think he's learned how to communicate via his work, um, in a way that a lot of other people aren't able to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I feel you on that. I think it's easy to paint it as like a blind like a blind spot where it's like, oh, okay, word, I'm not going to inject messages about, and and maybe that's yeah. I'm not going to inject messages about like, you know, acceptance and, um, and like loving everyone and creating community and, you know, creating a community that, that accepts everybody um, and et cetera, because that's not the message that I want to preach this time around. Mm. Um, or it's, it's really easy to accept that as like, I, I forgot, whatever. But if knowing that he's a good communicator, yeah, it's like, that's probably where he's at is like, Oh, I'm just don't preach that this time around. I don't want to, that's not that's not where I'm at. That's not what I want to, to for everybody to take away from this. Um so I tried to give him a little credit there, but but you're right. You know uh, he is a look, he is a good communicator. <laughs> I
0: do appreciate <laughs> you for trying. Like he he lost all like he, I had a little respect for the man already, but he lost the last little bit when uh he made that one little kink scene, that BDSM scene from that one mm-hmm. show that I never really watched, but I saw the clips. And I, I yeah. get having the fake dick in the like that's fine. But the the actions of the BDSM, like you you live in fucking Atlanta again, yeah. with these wigs. You live in fucking Atlanta. All these damn people <laughs> making these if Medea can be out here with the lace front laid it laid on the right. scat from God. Right. And these other people <laughs> with the basic shit that you find from the uh local Chinese market. Yeah, <laughs> the ones right. that oh right. give me that one on the top shelf. Oh, how much is it? Oh 75. Okay, that's cool. We we, we, we can work it. But Medea, get the one yeah. that's 3000 yeah. oh, dollars. Three thousand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But other than yeah, that, you're right. That's yeah. In these spaces there. where you can hire so many people who specialize in these things that can influence your writing style, like you can still be the sole writer. That's fine. But people who can give you the knowledge and the like way to produce these things, direct this to make it really empower the story even further, and you don't use it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs>
1: Like do some hiring. Hire hire some writers who know what they're talking about when it comes to that please, type of stuff.
0: Please. Please and thank you. Yeah.
1: You need some additional writers in the writers' room. Tyler it's Perry okay. for listening.
0: It's not gonna take you, it's not gonna take away from your billions, fam. You you you're a billionaire, <laughs> you got your, your stuff. That's great. I'm happy for you. And if you ever say that you did this by yourself one more fucking time, <laughs> and not <laughs> right, mention right. all the black people who's been at your damn show and skyrocketed your damn career. Nigga. Right.
1: <laughs> it's not the flex you think it is.
0: It's really not. It's really not. Yeah. You're telling everybody who's supporting you, oh yeah, y'all did nothing for me, but I got myself yeah Y'all didn't do anything. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation.
1: (laughs) It's not the flex you think it is.
0: It's really not. It's really not. You're telling everybody who's supporting you, oh yeah, y'all did nothing for me, but I got myself in. Y'all didn't
1: do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I did all those okay. all those
0: damn um medea dvds that I bought from somebody that was bootleg as fuck sir
1: listen the original plays too you know what i'm saying like not just the movies the plays too every single one <laughs> like, every single one the little one. the little skinny dvd cases you know <laughs> not not even that isn't even a real dvd case they bought those from walmart and out the label <laughs> that's what that is. Well, <laughs> put
0: it on publisher to print
1: out a little screen <laughs> right exactly they typed up the credits on the back themselves that's that's thing special features that they recorded and you want to act like by yourself
0: exactly oh god but you know it is what it is tyler perry be great um are we supposed to be talking about for color girls lord jesus <laughs> oh lord how do
1: you what? feel about the? how do you feel about the meme that 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 meme in that particular
0: scene. So I laugh when I see it um solely yeah. because of I I get that what people not necessarily what they mean but just the situation it is and it is mm-hmm. funny but I also do recognize how horrible that is because we I don't get what it is like why why do people happily jump on toxic trends? Yeah. like for me let's say uh I was a person who've experienced that with um that the same situation that um Janet Jackson was in or and I will have to admit I've come close <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um um to being with somebody and they lied to me and may have exposed me to some type of disease. And I have to have this conversation with them. Like what the fuck is going on? So I get that emotional uh, feeling um, that, janet jackson was experiencing but to yeah. be a person who was directly involved in that and see it being made fun of this way and taken out of yeah. context i see how that can do emotional harm to people because right. it, it's taking the seriousness out of that that's right. like even when people uh, joke about that scene from precious where she's running with the chicken but the reason why she's running with the chickens because one she's underfed at home regardless of how big the girl is her mother does not truly take care of her Uh, she's uh she's impoverished she doesn't have the finances to afford the things that she wants to afford and this was the one opportunity for her to get something that's like outside of her norm and she takes that opportunity and runs and then uh almost kills her baby in the process and people want to make that as a joke like the context of these situations do matter Uh, and yeah I get that, oh, as a clip, it's hilarious. So let me go ahead and do my TikTok with uh, Janet Jackson in the background and put somebody in this situation within my video to make fun of that person. But at the end of the day, this is pain. This is somebody's trauma. And we're trying to make a joke of it. Why? There's so many different clips from any other show that can make the point that this person is trying to make in their funny uh, take. But because this is a trend, because everybody else is doing it, oh, why why not just join the bandwagon? Why why yeah. not just make sure that I use the same uh, audio, the same meme, so that I'm able to potentially go viral from this?
1: Right, right, right. and And I think I think a lot of that stems from I, you know a uh, one coping mechanism that our community has kind of developed in order to uh, you know again yeah cope with trauma is laughter and is mm-hmm. you know and is humor but i think it kind of speaks to what you're saying about like context like contextually like everything matters right if i'm making a joke and the person that you know it happened to isn't in on the joke and isn't participating with the joke then it stops being funny, right? It's not funny anymore if if they're not joking too, like if they are still holding that drama and they're still learning to process and, and deal with that. Um, so yeah, you making TikToks using that audio, you you going viral, et cetera, and, or, or posting memes, et cetera, only a- intensifies, in my opinion, intensifies the trauma but but when they're joking about it and then you're joining in on that joke and, and you're laughing in community i think that that kind of changes things and which mm-hmm. i think it's a, it's appropriate to laugh if they're trying to make you laugh versus mm-hmm. like yeah versus another uh, context but yeah
0: yeah that's like with with that uh, that one sound bite of that chick like oh what is uh what is that oh it's a chicken salad that that little voice thing like yeah. that has been Like that's embedded in my mind at this point, because so many people have been using it randomly on uh, other things to, you know, say that, oh, this is, this shit is fine. This, this is where you need to be at. This is amazing. It's delicious, whatever the case is. And I, I get that. And because that soundbite was so stuck in my head somebody I asked somebody yesterday what did they eat Um, because we were talking about food and they were like oh I had a chicken salad and some barbecue wings and I was like I just died laughing because I read chicken salad in this girl's voice yeah right Like that's something that we as a community can appreciate and laugh about but when it comes to somebody else's pain like you said it's, it's, it's not like yeah Laughing at your own pain sometimes does help, but if you're laughing at your pain so much that you don't deal with your pain, then you're yeah, just burying it. Right. Like, a there's a point where you actually have to go through those emotions, deal with that pain that you're feeling. So on the other side, in the in the distant future, you'll be able to laugh at laugh at the position that you were in during that those painful days.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly.
0: But uh, yeah, uh, we, we do need to do better as a community. Um, but anyways, um, another thing um, that we briefly discussed uh, as related to the four-colored girls uh, situation is just biphobia in general. And uh, yeah. another thing prior to us getting back on, we were talking about the history of homophobia. So uh yeah. um, Before we even get into the history side of things, what have you noticed or seen within not just the Black community, it could just be society as a whole, um, that perpetuates the idea of biphobia as well as the idea of homophobia?
1: Yeah, um, so I I think that it's tied, or or I'm going to use the word married again. I used the word married in a brief conversation we had before, but um, to me, it's kind of like always been married. Masculinity, right um mm-hmm. uh, the idea of, of biphobia and and homophobia um and that i think it's been interesting to watch this happen um growing up at least there was i think we've all been like conditioned or we were all conditioned growing up in the 90s at least to masculinity a certain way mm. and um and um, our our at least my definition at the time of masculinity um didn't really allow for much variance outside of like this, like typical, like stoic, um, hypersexual, um, sexual hetero man. Right. And, um, and like, you know, I, I think anybody that showed any type of deviance from that, like whether like they, maybe they were more feminine or androgynous or like, you know, or emotional, et cetera. Um, I, I think people automatically labeled them as, as, you know, gay or, 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 or something of the sort, right, I think that, like, really encourage the idea that, um, you know, uh, if you are, you know, any of those things aren't masculine, or, well, if you're, if you're emotional or sensitive, you aren't masculine. Um, if you're, if you're gay, masculine, um the, the goal should be to be masculine, um, you know, and, and, and everything outside of that. And I mean, that's, we've kind of reached a, a fork in the road, right, where there's that shift, there's still like, I think a lot of of people that lots particularly um are trying to hold on to that idea of, of masculinity um but then there's also like this again this diverging road of like oh well, maybe masculinity isn't what we've defined it as or what we've traditionally defined it as and maybe it's a lot broader than what we've known it to be and maybe it can include um you know homosexual, you know, bisexual, pansexual people, um, you know, maybe you can be both mass and um, interested in, you know, uh, loving your same gender or or genders other than quote unquote opposite one um, and et cetera. Um, And yeah, there, there's been this uh, like kind of conversation. I I think I kind of, in another conversation we had um, was in this, I had a similar experience to you as uh, that you mentioned last episode um, about like joining a black group on uh, you know online and hoping to find community there that valued uh, different black experiences um, etc when I was in that community um, kind of converse like the conversation of like masculinity and of uh, and of like breaking heteronormativity kind of came up regularly like in in some shape form or fashion Um, and uh, uh, a lot of what the language that was used, I think, was like buck breaking they were like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, like back in the day. And, and again, I know you don't want to touch on history yet, but it kind of pertains not in the way that we'll talk about later, I'm sure. But um, but they're like, oh, yeah, you know, when we were brought on plantations, you know, plantation owners would use this method called buck breaking where they would try to, um, you know, where they would violate and emasculate men order to get them to you know uh been to you know the, the plantation owner's will and by subjecting yourself to you know um homosexuality bisexuality you're just engaging in more buck breaking or whatever and the buck breaking part is true i i think you know there's this mindset that people have still that again still pertains to the masculinity because it's all about masculinity um that like oh I, I, again, engage in engage other men or have these feelings or, or et cetera, then I'm, I'm a book that's being broken. My, my masculinity isn't intact. I'm like, not, I'm not a man anymore. And, and it's, it's just a, it's just a weird thought in my mind, like, um, you know, or, or a weird train of logic. Like I don't understand how you can't see that if you identify as a man or if you are a man, then you are a man, and nothing's going to change that. And if you are masculine, then you are masculine, and nothing's going to change that. Um, you know how you, uh, except for you know whether or not you don't want to be masculine anymore, or if you you know aren't a man anymore, then then that changes. But yeah, I, I don't. I yeah, I think it's all tied to this like idea of masculinity that people have grown up with, or have been conditioned to believe, or society has conditioned people into. Uh, that's kind of like encouraged and perpetuated this idea of like of homophobia, biphobia. Yeah, you can't be both a man and masculine and then also this other thing that traditionally, quote-unquote, not masculine, but but
0: yeah. Mm. You know, I agree with you 100%. Um, I I hate that so many people give so much power to other people in terms of how they identify themselves or how they represent themselves or, um, you know, they allow other people to label them however they choose to rather than just being like hey i'm just me i'm living my life i identify as being a man i identify as being masculine and you can't take my identity because that is a personal thing no one else can give you your identity like someone can try someone can try to twist who you are they can try to you know defame your character change your name and all this other stuff but at the end of the day only you can define yourself so right. to give somebody else that power to do that, what does that truly say about you? Take your power back, own right. your own narrative, own your own story and be happy yeah. with it. Like yeah. even with the buck breaking situation, like you said, that that is a thing that did happen, but um, people take that out of the context of what is going on during those days. Like right. um, this Completely. is um, um, his. These, these this situation is white men white settlers white colonists colonizers um raping black men in front of their families to show that they're the ones with the power that right. um this is them showing how savage that they can be that they will do this that they will disrespect the man in this way and if you dare right. step out what do you think is going to happen to you? Because right. if we'll rape a man, we will rape a woman. We'll, right. we'll rape a woman. We might even rape a child. Uh, right. We might even do worse than that. But this right. is us showing you our power. So right. stay in line. That is the context of that. When it comes to how people express themselves sexually in consensual ways, it's not about yeah. It's about right. pleasure. And that's that. that's alone. That, that's what it's about. It's about the way that a person chooses to receive their ple- pleasure from a partner that they want to consensually engage with. Right. It's not about the rate. That's right. that's completely different. And uh, for those people who uh, just learning about this history, I'm sorry I had to be graphic, uh, but there's a... Uh, uh disclaimer that is put in every single show that hey we might talk about some real shit and we are talking about real shit in this moment but that that is the reality of what people experience and to say that people who are bisexual or homosexual are engaging in that on a regular basis is disrespecting those victims of these assaults back in those days
1: that that and it's like so you're you're saying one you're saying that you're you're being disrespectful towards your ancestors and i know that's a that's a big deal for a lot of people including me um but then on that too you're you're saying that sex for you is about power right mm-hmm. is like so you're saying that anybody who engages in that way is like giving up their power and therefore like or like you you you're you're in sexual situations must maintain your power. so it's like all the sex you have about power, which in and of itself is probably too isn't it like mm-hmm. you know um I, I I don't know that you can engage in a consensual sexual situation and and like not agree to the terms of like like if I like if I'm having sex with somebody, And we both agree like this is a power struggle and that's what this is going to be because we both enjoy that. This is our kink. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But it's like another thing for me to be like, well, okay, I'm coming into the situation knowing myself that this is about power and this is about what power I can take from you or what power I can I can wield over you. And if you aren't and if you don't consent and you're just wielding power over somebody, that's 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 problematic, too. That, that, Mm -hmm. That needs to be talked about
0: oh child don't get me started in rape culture lord oh my god <laughs> but since we're on the topic that a lot of masculinity in that concept of masculinity hyper type toxic masculine however you want to define it a lot of that is stemmed within rape culture uh it's a portion yep. of it it is a factor um uh, and it a lot of that does stem from that idea of I need my power, I need to have control over my uh, sexual being. Um, And um, this is why, like, I'm a firm believer. in if you engage with somebody, and they identify themselves as a dominant, are they are dom ask them to define exactly what dom means to them yeah. if it's a person yeah. who only cares about the control of the situation and not in terms of you receiving pleasure by being their sub don't engage with that person and i right. say that because they they may be it within a mindset where they only think about control that if there's yeah. a point where you're uncomfortable and you may want to slow some things down they're not going to give you that opportunity that space and that grace to have your own body respected so any person who's like really really fixated on control don't even go
1: yeah don't control. engage um right.
0: and it's not to say that these persons are abusers or what have you it's just they have things that they need to work on within themselves before they can engage yeah. with, this with other people um right. now uh, on top of that, the concept of masculinity, most, like you said, with people in the 90s, like the same, like, I get exactly what you mean, because there were times, like, you know how we have these arguments about um, Black women's hair and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really do hate the fact that Black men are not included in that conversation, because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I aged, I wanted to do so much, so many things with my hair that I did not have the freedom to do. Because one, yeah. if it's unkempt, I may not get my get a job. If I don't right. have waves, oh, I'm I'm looking as though my mama's not taking care of me. If I right. um, decide to get the braids, because you know we had to get, uh, you know, Bow Wow got his braids in and all this other stuff. It was cool. It's like okay, cool. If you miss that trend, or outside of that, if you still have braids in like um, twenty. 2008 or um, 2012 you're uncool like what the fuck is wrong with you you're lame you're a loser all this other stuff like you yeah. don't look the part of what a black man is supposed to be like all these things all these qualifiers that we put on young men um, young adults just men in general from all all spectrums of what it means to be a man is completely unfair i get for women i get your story i definitely get your story it's unfair for y'all too i'm just we we talking about men right now love (laughs) y'all meaning if you don't believe i love women go back and listen to them other episodes y'all be all right but in terms of men it's just like so much that we have to carry on our backs that is completely unfair we are not most definitely as black men we're not allowed to be emotional we're Mm -hmm. not allowed to cry we're not allowed well the only emotion we can express is anger Um, but even that has to be checked because you cannot be angry in front of white people or people of different races because if you do that you trying to go to jail right (laughs) we'll show you where you can be fucking angry right right so it's like there's so many things that weigh on us uh, about how we can express ourselves emotionally how can we express ourselves as a gender how can we express ourselves in terms of you know education language all these things but if we don't fit that oh, we're going to strip you of every single thing that you identify as, as being a man and automatically make you something feminine that's opposed to who you are. So we're going to call you gay because of the actions that you're doing. That's not the hetero's normative way. We're going to uh, call you less than a man, a bitch or whatever the case is because that's what you're being because well, why are you being such a little bitch? Why are you crying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of these things to demonize us because we're not allowed to have that privilege of breathing right for real right um, of allowing ourselves
1: uh, like allowing ourselves and each other to be like fully who we are both emotionally you know physically like any, any of that stuff
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah and that's, that's like uh, and I hate to bring this situation up. And um, and I know when this episode airs, it's going to be months after this happened. But the recent suicide of um, Twitch, DJ Twitch, yeah. and you see so many yeah. people who's like, oh, Black man, you need to go to therapy and everything. And of course, I agree. But we have to look at things in a cultural context of where a lot of Black men are before we start to try to have these conversations because there was a Black woman months ago, who was uh, who had a campaign saying Black men need to go to therapy and all this other stuff. And what happened? She ended up uh, being deplatformed as well as losing her job because of people not appreciating her message. And that included Black men and Black women. And I think yeah. she said it was the majority of Black men, but the thing that started it was a Black woman. And right. that's the thing that trickled down to everything that was happening for her. But we don't create spaces for black men only, and we also don't create spaces within the community for black men to be human. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we just don't and yet we still have these discussions of black men black men need to go to therapy, black men men need to do this, black men men need to do that. How can we if we don't, give us that space to do so now yeah yeah, black women do it all the time but black women also has that have that space to do so yeah Yeah. black women have that space to uh cry if they need to of course when it comes to black women and family structures this is a little bit different you can't cry in front of your kids you can't cry in front of your um husband whatever but you can cry you just have to cry in silence Mm -hmm. and that's a different kind of story in itself yeah that's its own problem but (laughs) in the same breath black men you can't do it you can't even cry yeah. alone because yeah, if you right. cry alone you're you see yourself as being less than a man because i'm not a little bitch
1: right right and i think i think we're we're like again slowly slowly but surely coming into a point where some of that stuff is starting to change but mm-hmm. i i think we're having more of those the, the thing that i've appreciated is watching our definition of masculinity shift or like we're starting to have those conversations more in public i've seen more of that particular conversation of like well you know um, it's like people joking about it but they're like oh i can't show emotion or else like somebody says something to me or like somebody like like people don't want to be bothered with me anymore and and i just remember a point in time where we couldn't even have that point of the conversation right Mm. it's like where we couldn't even get to the point where you know we could we could legitimately say to somebody or somebody could say to somebody that's what a therapist is, is for like there we didn't even talk about that you know we didn't even get to that point we were very much still you know people crying in silence and and, and people like you know uh, really withholding their emotions because they felt like they weren't able to talk about them but i i appreciate that we're at the at the point now where we can at least start having that conversation mm-hmm. um i'm i'm optimistic that we'll get to a point where we start deconstructing the spaces that we exist in and recognizing how they can be unfriendly or unwelcoming to um uh, uh, uh to like uh, uh emotional the emotional well-being of man in particular um okay. and 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 etc i'm i'm hoping I'm hoping you know it changes sooner rather than later, but I think there's gonna be some people that have to die off first. I'm not gonna lie about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: look, I'm not. I, I'm with you. On, I understand there are some people. Um, look, though, I want to save everybody, but you can't save everybody. You can't right? save. Your- I think back to I don't know if this was um, truly written by Harriet Tubman, but I'm going to say that she did say it because it, it still resonate. Um, <laughs> somebody said Harriet Tubman. Um, one, she had that gun for a reason because not all Negroes really want to be free. You know, other right. th- other other thing is you not everybody is meant for freedom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like mm, look, yeah listen
1: and this we talked about it very briefly but like you know in my experience with like being a part of an online community you know maybe when i realized they were uh, like black and and homophobic and transphobic etc my first thought speaking of that was like oh i have to like i can't leave community members behind and i said that i would say that like like we're not said it i would like write uh, like type it in comments i'd be like oh okay word they're like, why are you arguing still? And I'm like, because you can't leave community members behind, like keyboard warrior style, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and it got to the point where I, I had to realize like, there's no point in saving people who don't care about my well-being, you know. It's like I'll I'll put the information out there. at some Point in time, I got to let you go because mm-hmm. you you are a danger to me and other people. And so like, if you're a danger to me and other people, I'm I'm sorry. You're you like you can be saved. I I, I don't think. Hope is lost, but it's not going to be me that saves you. I'm not going to put myself in harm's way for that, exactly. um, you, you know, uh, especially if you're not willing to come along right now and, the, and to keep up with the Harriet Tubman metaphor. Like, yeah, if you if you want to stay on my dude, like feel free. I hope you get free one day, but I'm not <laughs> going to be you to freedom. Sorry
0: exactly well like my um my old supervisor used to say it's not his job it's not his job to leave everyone to their enlightenment no no he used to say i'll <laughs> release you to your enlightenment and <laughs> i took that <laughs> to mean that it's not my job to like lead everybody right. to their enlightenment it's not it's like no. all i can do is no. provide the information and you do what you wish with that right that's it like i put it out there you either accept that as the facts or accept that as the truth or you don't uh, right if that's you it is what it is and i know a lot of people are in this american uh white supremacy cult thing that's going on because we are entrenched in whiteness and eurocentric identity and representation right. and information and all this other stuff i get that but um, either you going to unravel that and see the broader spectrum of what this re- world is outside of the U.S. If you right. don't feel like doing it, it's not my job. It's it's just mm. not my job. I can show you. Nope. Look, look here, look there. It is what it is. But it's yeah. not my job to release you. Like yeah, right. you free. Right. <laughs> right. I'm I'm letting go,
1: letting go, and letting God. That's that's really what it is. Exactly. What is, what's that phrase? It's it's above. It's above, me. Like
0: that. <laughs> it's above me now. Exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. speaking of cult, oh, man. this will be the perfect time to go into like the history of homophobia. Um, yeah. Because like a lot of people think that, oh, people were homophobic or people did not like gays all these years, blah, 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 blah. This is uh, for um, centuries that people have been doing this. It's really not. It's really recent. Yeah. It's within the last 200 yeah. years when people really started to demonize uh, homosexual people. It personally, because again, the information is Eurocentric, uh, and I look at things in the black lens. but a lot of this started at the reconstruction uh, where you had a lot more prosperity gospel a lot more people um, saying that oh these sexual acts are demonic and this that and the third that happened around yeah it happened at the reconstruction like after 1909 or something like that but I really do believe that the reason why um homosexuality became demonized most definitely within b- biblical text and whatnot is yeah. because black people were free and then women yeah. became free and you need That's... to find somebody to hate in this right. society yeah. because if you don't have anybody to hate you can't prosper <laughs> right um right. We're, we live in a a, a, a death a, a a place that celebrates death and celebrates hate so you need yeah, something yeah. uh and yeah. when queer people gay people got the right to marry where did this narrative shift next oh you know there's this marginalized community they're trans people we're gonna go after them how dare they <laughs> yeah, trick us Hey, no no trick you know what you you know what's here i don't know too many trans people who lie about themselves you no. know this dick is on this woman you know this vagina is on this man you know what you came here for it's not a trick (laughs) yeah well
1: and and then like the people that were still mad about the other thing didn't go away right they're like oh yeah queer people have the right to marry but we're still here we're still angry about that Mm -hmm. Uh, and and we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that they can't right or that go back to where they can um i think about that uh what is it the defense of marriage act or what is it what's what's it called you know
0: Marriage,
1: where where it's like oh we're gonna codify or burger and that's the supreme court case where uh one of the supreme court cases that was tried where they were like yeah queer people you know gay people can get married you can't nullify anyway all that stuff um yeah we're gonna like strike down you know we're gonna uh, codify or burger but then you read like you know um the act and everything and it's like you know, marriages between same-sex couples that uh, exist in territories like other states or whatever have to be federally recognized in all states. But it doesn't necessarily, like, secure the right to marry for same-sex couples. Um, it doesn't say that people have to perform those ceremonies. In fact, it says the opposite, that mm-hmm. if you refuse to perform those, you know, a ceremony because it's um, not in accordance with your re- religious beliefs that, like, you know, that um, that you're allowed to say... And, you know, they can go on and else to do that for them. So it's like, you know, they're steadily like they didn't go anywhere. They're steadily working and steadily trying to make, you know, um, uh, folks don't have the ability, what what deserve. Right. The right to go and marry somebody else Mm. um, that, that 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 they fall in love with, you know. And then you have people like Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court that are like, you know, yeah, I was on the court when this was decided and it was wrongly decided, even though he's. Yeah, yeah, he's his own problem, but Look, but still, like it's 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 just craziness.
0: I'm a firm believer that Clarence Thomas is trying to find legal ways to get out of his marriage without having to go through a divorce. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't... <laughs> I, I just I, like everything that he does, I'm just like sir, it, it, it's is giving unhappy. It's giving hella unhappy. Yeah. yeah. Like let's yeah. go ahead and know all interracial marriages. Yeah. <gasps> I'm losing my wife. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Me? A <laughs> whole uh, <laughs> what? Wow. I wow. am How did that happen? Crazy. Oh my god! Crazy. It was great, Jenny. It was so great. Mm. I could, I could see that.
1: I could see that. <laughs> the, 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 re, reading some of his opinions, you know, his older opinions, like, like people get like, okay, i'm this isn't defensive. The man sucks. I'm, I'm just going to be open and honest about that. But reading some of his opinions, you know, back in the day, he was like, yeah, you know. um I don't, I think he was like Brown versus board was wrongly to, um, shouldn't integrate schools or no, it was affirmative action. He was talking about affirmative action. He was like, affirmative action is bad. It's like, you know, um, is a, is a, a poor standard or whatever. Um, because black people experience more harm in white spaces, than it's in their own spaces. So why should we try to bring black to white spaces to subject them to more harm, you know? And like, I'm like Clarence, I agree with that, mm-hmm. but, how did you get from that you know to where you are where where you you're just like i feel like like you heard some of what was said to you when you were younger and then we're like okay you know what i'm going to run with this the opposite opposite direction and i'm going to go from you know being a potential act to to being for lack of a better word well, actually i'm not going to say that to to being the worst of the worst right mm-hmm. uh, it's very confusing to me and then to marry an insurrectionist is just insane but it's you know
0: so yeah. I, I feel yeah. like i think he's still mad that uh he almost uh, got convicted for his sexual assault but you know that's a different story <clears throat> Yeah. He was yeah. like, "How dare that black woman speak up on me?" Well, Fuck God. you! <laughs>
1: yeah, right, right. But uh, I can't trust none of these negroes. Let me go the opposite <laughs> direction. Yeah, crazy. Exactly. But um, yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's it's all it's it's so wild. My my thing is, I I I hate that they just be like, "Oh, you know, we're not a religious country," and all this other stuff. We need to respect all marriages, but then still say, "Oh yeah, we can't support polygamy." <laughs> what? What? like how yeah. like yeah. i get that the only yeah. reason we even have marriage as a, a institution in this country is for tax benefits and whatnot but at yeah. the same time yeah. let these people who are expressing themselves in whatever religion they happen to be in where they have multiple wives have the legal protections that they need for their multiple wives multiple husbands or whatever the case is their multiple uh, spouses I- and let them be happy, and let them be married. It's right. okay if that right. means they get more right. tax benefits. Let these motherfuckers get more tax benefits. The corporations they, get they enough. They signed up
1: for it, right? Right? For yeah. it. You're just mad because you can't get more. That's and that's what. Exactly. You barely you to marry you. You're mad that somebody's got six people lined up. Okay.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Let them live the life that they need to fucking will. Cause look, if, right. if 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 it if I had to have six motherfuckers lined up, let me have my six motherfuckers <laughs> and enjoy my six motherfuckers. Shut up. Yeah, it doesn't
1: involve you. It doesn't involve you. Why are you in here? Yeah. No yeah, one invited live you. my life the way I want
0: to live. Right, look, right. Like, Ultimately. oh, yeah, you can call me a welfare queen then, or whatever you need to call me, because look, these tax breaks, bitch! <laughs>
1: I'm getting them again. <laughs>
0: Fuck Sorry. a double income, no kids. <laughs> <laughs> Quadruple income, no kids, motherfucker. <laughs> you thought?
1: <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're wild. That's IRES is like, okay, tomorrow <laughs> Check up on this one. Check up, check up on this one.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but that it's just wild. Uh another another uh portion before um we get to the end of this uh episode that I did want to talk about in terms of the history of homophobia is that y'all, gay people are not new, trans people are not yeah. new. Yeah. These these people We've all been out here for yeah. centuries for millennia. Like it's it's nothing new. It is nothing new. Like people back in yeah. the days of Sparta was out here fucking each other.
1: I was if like, what we do you think they were doing in Rome?
0: Child, the bathhouse <laughs> concept came from somewhere. Where <laughs> <It granted> <laughs> <of all>, <laughs> like, did these motherfuckers um were the newest people within the European side of the uh globe that were actually bathing and they were also right. fucking they, they 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 like they like to have you know nice scents nice fresh heat off of their bodies as they fuck the men and women that they want to engage in it's all good life is right. great in rome we went to rome right. <laughs> to be a hoe okay
1: <laughs> well and, and and thinking about it outside of the quote-unquote eurocentric lens right uh i, I was Something the other day, and I'm going to have to send you this if I can find it again, um, about like our colonizers finding like these like uh, villages in certain places in West Africa. And like they would have, you know, uh, men that were like, you know, uh, uh, patriarchal societies. So men that were, you know, head of whatever their little like household or group was. Um, and they would also have like, you know, wives, but then they would also have uh, uh, men they're like, you know, whatever their partners were or or subservience or whatever. Um, And, you know, certain uh, uh, men and describe them as men. Maybe they weren't men. I don't know what their gender classifications were back then. But like, you know, um, men that were uh, uh, engaged in the same activities that women were dressed the same way and et cetera. And so it like really leads me to believe too in in that same sense that, you know, that uh, uh, early West African societies like, Potentially, we were very liberal when it came to to queerness, when it came to identity, when it came to all that stuff. So, it really just like, really, you just got a question at some point in time. It's like, well, if that's the case where we came from, uh, you know, at what point was the narrative introduced, like you mentioned before, was the narrative introduced that that wasn't okay anymore? Because I imagine a lot of the people that came over or that were, you know, forcibly brought over on those boats, like, still thought the same way when they came over. And it wasn't until they were, uh, you know, indoctrinated in, into some way of thinking that you know maybe they considered that to be shameful. But it's like, you know, I, I really want our community to realize, like, yo, every tip. I'm, I consider myself a Christian, but I'm going to say this anyway. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's on this tip. Yo, pray to before you know uh, before God was introduced to us before Christianity was introduced. Like, but you also got a question, like, okay, live before then too. So if you're if you're on the tip of like you know, oh, I want to get back in touch with my ancestors. Oh, I want to in touch with uh, my culture and et cetera. You got to accept that, you know, homophobia, transphobia stuff uh, uh, wasn't a part of your culture. It wasn't a part of the, the culture that we were tied to or culture. So you're, you're introducing this new way of thinking into that. And it doesn't, it doesn't vibe. It doesn't vibe, it, it won't exist harmoniously and, and you're trying to make it. And it's just, it's like, you know, and uh I think
0: I think the book that you um because it is a book that you're referring to, right I think it's men uh, men wives of West Africa or something like that
1: maybe I read it in an article they may have been referencing that um
0: yeah that. Uh, I do have that book I haven't read it yet I need to but okay. <laughs> but I do know what you mean but yeah, like yeah the concept of um just throughout all of history there's yeah. been homosexual people bisexual people transgender people people who express themselves in different ways all of that has been here and it was not until the uh european or western way of thinking of duality and, like, uh, the polar um, definitions of certain things in, in terms of the Western social constructs that it actually became a thing. Like, there was not anybody really being homophobic in Africa or these other countries of people who just like, we accept people of who they are. People right. are people. Like, I'm a firm believer that even when it comes to, like, the coming of age ceremonies with a lot of um uh african traditions is rooted in people identifying themselves of what h- however they want to identify themselves as either yeah. a warrior a uh, doctor or a male female somewhat, somewhere in between whatever the case is this is people identify themselves and going into their their identity at a young age and living through that until the, you know they eventually die this is right. it's like What am I trying to say? It's like this concept that we live through these days is nothing that's rooted in most cultures outside of Western culture. Like even because it's something I shared um, last month during November that, um, here it is, the concept of homosexuality and heterosexuality were evident in the late 19th century. The way that we see it and how it's supposedly expressed That shit didn't exist before the 19th century.
1: Yeah.
0: Why? Why did it not exist? Because people didn't care. People weren't really focused on these things. People could go to a bathhouse and have sex. There was the red light district for a reason for people to express or search the taboo as much as they wanted to. Like, yeah, you have Puritans. The Puritans is wherever the fuck the Puritans are. Like, yeah, they existed, but they had their own individual community within a broader community of people who express themselves a lot differently, which is why you might have stories of African people who engaged with puritans or uh native american people who engaged with puritans or how they hated the these groups and whatnot but also they intermingled with other people too right it's not just them specific in those communities there were people who were what was it the um quakers who were very yeah. nonviolent people who uh had their own doctrine that they followed and whatnot you have the christian uh other qu- christian churches and whatnot that's here uh in the u.s that express themselves however they wanted to express themselves most definitely still brutal as fuck but yeah. you have all these different identities that's in th- in this melting pot of a uh, beginning nation that is you know quotes on that Um, but you have all these uh, new cultures uh, just defining themselves growing within themselves experiencing themselves and living and being free however they see freedom while they express themselves sexually however they want they they're not putting these rules on people Uh, yeah they still have that binary of male female but they still document how Native American tribes had the two-spirited people. How these African tribes had uh, the male wives or masculine, uh, our women husbands and stuff like that. They document these things because they existed prior right. to right. Western ideology being placed within these communities. Right, right. This is annoying. It's
1: it's 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 very. It's like it's upsetting knowing that that's where we came from because it's like where we are now. Everybody's very. There's there's so many people that are resistant to moving and in in a it's progressive for us because we've never been there but it really is moving backward right it's like we want to return back to the point where all that stuff was accepted where everyone was allowed to be who they are and identified you know they are um but again yeah there's so many people that that are that are resisting kind of damming up the river of progress right That, that aren't interested in moving forward and or or backward in this case but Yeah, it's it's frustrating.
0: Uh, And I found the book. It's Boy Wives and Female Husbands. Uh, I'll be sure to make sure I tag it in the show notes for people in case y'all want to read it. Uh, And just to, you know, do a a throwback to the last episode, um, because, you know, when you were talking about how some people's just like, just because you have a a partner who's not Black, you're not pro-Black. You're not pro-Black if you don't support trans people, queer people, or anything like that. Because yeah. look, that existed right. within Black spaces long before right. Western Western ideology. And just for those people who might need an additional hint of uh, history, be mindful that when it came to missionaries throughout history, their main purpose was to spread the religion and the ideals of that religion uh, to african countries utilizing enslaved people who have already fell for the okie doke but utilize those individuals to teach that doctrine to uh, african people so that they learn the good word not Mm. because this is what those cultures were it's all about Mm. the colonization it's all about making sure that their mindset their beliefs is the only beliefs that other people um are you know engulfed in that they believe but look into it if you don't believe me it is what it is but (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah dropping knowledge on them (laughs) yeah
0: like i i I don't have a little hotel hat because i'm not mm, Love you all, <laughs> but I'm, I, I can't be homophobic. I'm sorry. I, I like Dick. No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would definitely fuck a hotel. I will be honest, y'all. Don't judge me. <laughs> But I would do it. I would right. do
1: it. Cut I, the podcast. I That's it.
0: Love <laughs> it. <laughs> Give me about a year. I'll come back with the story. So Vernon, did you ever fuck that hotel you was talking about? I surely did. I hate all queer people now. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> the dick would change the life. Wait, right. Vern, you, you got dick from a hotel and now you hate uh, gay people? what <laughs> are y'all still fucking uh, how dare you ask such a question i would never <laughs> defile my body in such a way secretly oh god all right all right in the episode verdict. here we go all right never have i ever <clears throat> you know i'm gonna do never have i ever in the would you rather never have i ever been to any sort of sex class um. Okay.
1: Define sex class because that that's there's you know, a there's a I have a, a part of me wants to say yes
0: and the part of me I, I I'm with you there because I'm I'm thinking because I'm like if you count sex ed yes but it, if it's right. more of the how to be more intimate with your partner kind of thing no mm-hmm. but I would mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to go to something like that or even a kink workshop or something like that that would be amazing but I have not done that
1: yet. Right. See, I I similarly. I would count sex ed as yes. If if you count it as yes, I count sex ed. And then I was uh, back in twenty sixteen. National Poetry Slam was here in Atlanta, and they had a they were doing like workshops and demonstrations and stuff. And they had a BDSM demonstration um, Mm. as one of like workshops. And if you count that as a class, because they did they did demonstrate some things, um, then I would say yes. But if you don't Because it was just a demonstration and not like an actual teaching session, then I would say no. See, just depends on the yeah. I
0: I will I will actually count that as a sex. You know, I technically probably should count the program I'm into, but at the same time, this is more of learning about sexuality and not necessarily like a workshop. So, hmm, I need to go to a sex class. Good question. (laughs) So. um the would you rather would you rather date someone with the perfect body but who's boring in bed or date someone who's amazing in bed but who looks average and of course I know you are in, in your marriage and whatnot but hypothetically
1: <laughs> average body amazing in bed that's the perfect body man you know what is that what does that mean you know what I'm saying like yeah I, I that's that's not worth like not having good sex for the rest of your life thank you Just because, yeah that's not that's not worth that you
0: i know? i am with you 100 because uh uh-uh, uh look i don't care how fine or how perfect your bu- your motherfucking body is if i'm not getting pleasure <laughs> right, right if you're right. not getting pleased by this i'm not happy right right fine. exactly look yeah. be average as fuck look i'm uh look be average if we if we knocking boots and boots is being knocked and broken i'm here i'm here
1: (laughs) yeah because you gotta you gotta think about it right it's like at some point in time and and maybe this is at some point in time you just kind of get the other person naked or or whatever and it's not like it stops being i mean still exciting but it stops being as exciting as it was like maybe you didn't know what that like naked Mm. so like yeah when the mystery of it was finally revealed you're like okay Awesome. I know now so like you know once you've gotten to that point and you're like okay I I know I'm dating this hot person and I know what they're like now and you reach the point where you're like okay I'm used to what their body looks like and I'm comfortable with that like what do you have then the mystery is gone the 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 excitement of like discovering what they look like naked is gone so like all you're left is like enjoying each other's bodies and enjoying so like you know, uh, you're missing one of the key components, like, you know.
0: uh, (laughs) Like, yeah, it it doesn't make sense. Like, I I, I, I know there's somebody who's just like, oh, no, I want the perfect body. Yeah, okay. Do you, (laughs) boo? Do you? Like, (laughs) I refuse. I refuse. Like, Like, I I would never understand why so many people accept the bare minimum for themselves.
1: Right, right, right. It's like, yeah, I don't, know. yeah, that's why. Why would you want that for yourself? That's that's gotta be upsetting after a certain point in time, right? Yeah, <laughs> where you just sitting there like, I'm, you know, doing every day in the same position for for however long. And you don't
0: even really... Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's why I can't even fuck with these people who, like, you know, they're a little social media bays or whatever. And they just, yeah, uh-huh. like, oh, they, we'll look so good together. We'll, right. we'll make the uh, most beautiful babies. I don't care what the fuck our baby's going to look like if the sex that leads up to these babies happening ain't good. Because <laughs> now I'm stuck with right. this little motherfucker for the next 18 plus years. Right and now i might be stuck with your ass because look child support right (laughs) this ain't looking cute Uh, uh, because yeah uh, i could leave uh, you for somebody else but look i wanted to enjoy making this little motherfucker (laughs) right
1: right i wanted this to be a time and it wasn't wasn't.
0: (laughs) i would be so pissed Oh, if I yeah. have a one-night stand, or even if i hooking up with a partner on a regular basis, and, you know, I'm enjoying that sex, but the conception night was the worst night of sex. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to be so pissed. I'm not going <laughs> to like this child because I'm just like, you know how disappointed I was when we just right, right. your ass. Right, right.
1: That's <laughs> like after that, and then we weren't able to have sex for a while either because she wasn't feeling comfortable. Now here we are, or they weren't feeling comfortable. Here we are what are you talking about <laughs> that's my last memory that's my that's my last memory of, of yeah us having a good time it was before we had you and now I'm <laughs> and
0: you have the nerve to fucking cry at 2 a.m. in the fucking right, morning right <laughs> this is why parents hate their kids it makes sense now it makes sense <laughs>
1: I'm so asleep that's funny <laughs>
0: oh lord okay do you have any last words that you'd like to share with the audience
1: um i'll do what i did last episode and and tap on something you said earlier you cannot be pro-black unless you support all black people except for the intolerant ones obviously Mm -hmm. but um unless you support all black people that includes queer black people trans black people um black people of different religions um black people of different mindsets not necessarily political views it depends on the political i'm sorry those to those black people but <laughs>
0: <laughs> they could be left on the plantation
1: yeah right because yeah, they Candace candacellins i'm sorry but like you know um, anyway you can't you can't be pro-black unless you support all black people um with an asterisk so yeah i just wanted to say that well, and again I... oh
0: my bad i'm sorry oh no no go ahead go ahead
1: and i was gonna say and again you know to touch on what i said last episode too if you find yourself in a situation where you're looking for community, know that you know my inbox is always open. Um, at go home Ryan on both Instagram and, like I said, I might not always be open to or be good at conversation, but um, always open to point you in the right direction and uh, provide you with the resources if you need to. Amen.
0: Um, I, I just want to say this before I do my little ma- my last message for y'all. Um, <clears throat> I. Definitely disagree with Candace Owens, but bitch is smart as hell because I know she is racking up coins with these stupid-ass, <laughs> racist-ass white people. I'm like, they so, y'all not, yeah. aren't yeah, y'all supposed to be money. racist? Yeah, yeah she, she, she
1: is making money. I'm not going to lie about that.
0: I love that for her, but bitch is so yeah. fucking irritated. But <laughs> yeah. Shout out to her for that because I know if she gets the opportunity... Oh, bitch is leaving. She will right. leave. She knows that, oh, there's an actual black Mecca that I will feel safe and honored and all this other shit. Fuck you, white people. And she'll, be, she'll dip because she understands racism. Yeah, the black yeah. Is gonna be like, bitch, you put us through hell. You think you we're going to forgive everything you? you could.
1: Right. Right. Fuck you, you, you hoe. Huh?
0: But she's going to dip. I know that bitch is going to dip. But she's smart she's smart i'll give her that um yeah. it's still fuck Candace Owens, Uh is and uh um, right, right
1: right that's a whole nother that's a whole another episode a whole nother episode
0: we, we're gonna maybe a, a maybe a release in the load but anyways <laughs> thank you so much for coming on to the podcast ryan greatly appreciate you uh, to the listeners out there, thank you all so much for listening to the Holiloquy podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye.